Hi, Carla. Today was rough here at Just Because I Love You Day. We recorded a whole podcast just for it to accidentally be deleted. Anyways, we talked about how to stop blocking people and let them block you instead. And I tell a story about a truly toxic person and the lesson it taught me about how to be more resilient. Mandy is ready for her pupils at Verbal Jiu-Jitsu School, so get ready to enroll. Okay. I just did the... the intro part but i don't think that we're quite ready to talk yet because not all the moms are here uh it's been kind of a rough day today carla if you're listening you're carla you're our friend and we need a friend today carla (laughs) carla we actually need a babysitter (laughs) carla do you have a nanny in your repertoire um we're really we're really struggling with these kids it was raining earlier the sun has since come out but it's been a full day of fighting and naughty behavior and so there's been a lot of discipline required marla hurt her neck she had frozen corn on her neck earlier (laughs) um the toddlers all got into the time capsules of letters that everybody in the family has written for my kids speaking which i have to go get silas again they ripped them open moved everything around threw them on the floor money was they made it rain inside as well as outside yep. so it's it's been a lot and so i have a proposition for the other mothers and again they're not here not all of them are in the room presently um but i've got this little app on my phone now where if you put your fingers on the screen it'll randomly choose one of those fingers it's kind of like nose goes but it's for your phone and i think that if we just kind of use this app at the beginning of each episode to designate a child wrangler then what happens if somebody gets picked multiple times or maybe whoever had it last time keeps their finger off and it's just the next three and then two two. and then we start over we could do that you could if you can keep track but i feel like you know if you end up being the person who has to wrangle the kids two or three weeks in a row that that would kind of be even funnier to hear you yelling (laughs) in the background from back here guys guys you're not gonna believe what the kids are doing out here well, there was a couple episodes where I was talking, I think about the hot dog story, the feminism and hot dogs. Yeah. Um, and I was actually way in the back holding Finley, who has a tendency to like yes. babble right into the mic. And it wasn't a big deal to just trade her off, if they're run happy, over, say my story and then yeah, run back. Right. If it's a happy noise and like the mom who's wrangling can still be aware of what's going on with the conversation like we would do if if we weren't recording but yeah, it's getting to the point with these kids, particularly when we're stuck inside where Oy. we're not recording more than 40 seconds at a time because they just get in trouble. So um, let's give it a second. I'll pause here and then we'll see how this works today. Let's do a trial run today <laughs> with the uh, Nose Goes app and see how it works. Sorry, I go. Okay, so Megan's back and I've got my app open and everybody has to put their finger on at the same time because if we don't, then it'll... It'll yeah, mess it up. It. Okay. So, ready? Here, actually, I'm going to put oh, my mic close. Reach? I don't think Marla can reach. Sorry, I got a baby on the... Hey, that way I can't reach. Just got a baby on the way. Ready, go. It's going to pick one. Not me. <gasps> of course. It picked Marla. And look, my mic's blue, too. She is nursing a baby right now, so I may kind of help her run for the babies That's right cheating. now. That's cheating. Well, I know, but... <laughs> 
That's what we do here, right? We sacrifice well, for I'm one gonna another. I'm going to set it up because you're the one that yes. needs to do the most talking, Tabby. And I'm going to set this up real quick and then I'll go see if Silas is still in his bed. And I will be very shocked if he is. <laughs> um, but I wanted to talk today about um, people who feel like they need to block people on social media. Because I've been asked multiple times by different people, how do I have a policy where I never delete comments, I never censor, and I never block people on social media? I never have to. And it's because, um, well, I can get to that. I can get to how I am able to function the way that I do. But first, I want you to share the story of being in college and having a guy who was not leaving you alone. (laughs) Toxic. And following you around. And you got to the point where you were unfollowing him on social media. Because people always want to know what about those extreme cases where somebody maybe poses a threat to you. They're maybe they're emotionally abusive. Maybe they're stalkers. Yep. What do we do? What do we do? Check, check, check. Yeah. So in order to talk about that, you can kind of set the stage with your own personal story. (laughs) Okay. So, um, yes, I would handle it differently now. I wouldn't probably block him or (laughs) pull out a restraining order or any of those things. Not that I did that, but, um, I wouldn't block him or, uh, censor in any sort of fashion. I also was very different then. This was back in college when I went to Huntington my son is asking for goldfish. Um, when I went to Huntington and I was very, um, unsure of what I thought about the ideas of things like compassion and niceness. Um, I was a little more naive and, uh, I guess just not as skeptical is a good way of putting it. I wasn't as skeptical about stuff. I wasn't as questioning about stuff. Um, that you had previously known about like, right, right. Like up to this point, I was a Christian, right. I was the stereo, not stereotypical. I still was very um, hard to handle. I still questioned a lot of things and people were like, why are you going to be that way? But I was still trying to do the nice thing as the best way to put it. And so I was friends with a guy and over time he developed a crush on me. And up until this point, I was used to most guys hearing that I had a boyfriend and then they would be like, oh, okay, cool. Glad to know you have a boyfriend. And then they would move on. Uh, this guy took it as a challenge yeah. and decided that he was going to like woo me. You have a boyfriend. I'll be Not the judge for of that. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. Um, and so it was okay at first. And I think that's important that he wasn't extreme or what people would call toxic at first. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it wouldn't have gotten so bad. It wouldn't have gotten to this point, but he would be kind of nice or he would be, t- you know, it, tolerable. And then it would get to the point where I would tell him, like, I'm just not interested. And then it would, like, be a flip of a switch. And we would text. And he would, like, text all night. He would, like, text bomb me. This is before he even had a smartphone. So it would literally, like, vibrate for hours. Just, like, (laughs) just, I mean, he would just go on and on and on. And it would be these horrible things, like, telling me I have cult mentality and that I'm brainwashed, telling me that I um, am a horrible Christian and I'm an ugly person and all of these bad things and that true good Christians don't cut people off. They don't stop having friends. They evangelize and they right. do all these certain things. And I would sort of back down. I'd be I'm like, guessing, well, maybe he's right. I'm guessing he would say if you disagreed with him and you were you were trying to distance yourself from him just over a, a disagreement that that would make you 
That's right. what he means by you're a bad Christian. Well, something small. It was also, it was also, you've led me on. You, yeah. you have said that we could be friends or you have said that you like certain things about me. Even if I gave him a, a general compliment, like, right. oh, I like how you do that thing. Well, that was leading him on. And, and good Christians are friends with everybody. Good Christians are friends with everybody. And good Christians don't, they're not teases. And you've been a tease. You know, you right. basically didn't insult me to my face, which he also would have said was a bad thing to right. do. Like I was stuck. It didn't matter what I did. And so it went on for a very, very, very long time, like two years with a small reprieve. Right. And uh, in the middle of all of this, I would try to distance myself and it felt like it wasn't working because I wasn't really blocking. And that was the only advice I was really given at the time was, well, just stop talking to him. Well, just don't follow him. Just don't whatever. Um, and that didn't really work. One, we went to the same college and right. two, uh, like I said, it just, it didn't feel like it worked. And so it did sort of end that way though. Like after, after a couple of years, the last thing he gave me was a letter explaining that if I wasn't going to be with him, then he was just never going to be with anybody ever. Right. And I was like, okay, I was engaged at this point to Joe. And so I was like, cool, I've made my decision. I guess you're just going to be single. Um, and we just sort of never spoke again. Um, but I think now because of the way that I am, before I would be nervous, like he would text me and I would panic or right. I knew that I was going to see him and I would kind of freak out. And now I would be totally calm and collected if I were to like run into him into a grocery store or something like that. Right. Well, like you were, you were saying people in your life who knew about the situation were saying, well, just block him, turn your phone off, don't answer his texts, yeah. you know, ignore him. And it made it worse. And that made it worse. It's not really practical. But also, I don't want Carla to hear us talking and think that what I'm saying is you do need to be friends with everybody. That's no. not what I'm saying. What I will I'm not be friends with him. <laughs> what I'm saying is you need to learn how to defend yourself from this type of, I guess, attack um, in a more effective way. I want to teach a verbal jujitsu class to help women who feel like their only option, and, and men too, who feel like their only option is to try to hide from certain people, instead of feeling like you have to run and hide from this kind of a situation, I want to show you how to do a better job of um, handling it so that you don't have to hide, so that he's actually hiding from you. Because that is what a person with this type of a mentality or this personality wants. They want you to keep it secret. They don't want anyone to know how they treat you. They don't want anyone to know what they're telling you in those text bombs or in those private messages on Facebook or wherever. They want that to be kept under wraps. And when you block a person, you basically let them get away with mistreatment. Well, and it doesn't stop them. It like doesn't that, stop. That was yeah. the other thing was people were like, oh, just don't just ignore him. And I was like, guys, it is it is nonstop. Like I'm right. finding him places, like you said, almost stalker level. Like he should not be crossing my path in this building or being around in these areas. Like that's not normally where he used to be. It felt very much like I couldn't go escape anywhere. Him. Yeah. I couldn't escape him. Um, and even if I had started blocking him, like there's other platforms of social media. Like I would have literally had to probably get a restraining order, block all social media, block the number. And then again, it would have been living a lot in panic. What if, what if I ran into him at right. McDonald's or whatever? So, so here is what I will tell you is the, a better way to handle it so that he doesn't feel like he's being led on and you are very clear about where you stand, I say, number one, when you're a young 
girl or a young Christian and you're still trying to figure out what you believe about Christianity and about truth, get that sorted out first. The very, very first step is you need to be unflappable. Well, but that's what helped me. This, right. this situation is what helped me right, figure right, right. out the truth. Yeah. No, I'm not saying, I, I actually thank God for situations like the one that you're describing because they help you learn a valuable lesson. And this is practice. It's like a, it's like a test dummy when you're again in martial arts and you know, you're learning how to, um, how to hit certain sensitive spots right. on this, this fake thing. This you know. was a safe place to learn. Like yeah. he wasn't, he wasn't advocating for anything that was unsafe or even necessarily unholy. Like, like we were talking about, cause we've had to do this podcast before. Uh, we were talking about in the kitchen that if he had come to me with a blatant thing, something I had already fleshed out, like, Hey, if you're not, hey, if, if you don't you sleep me, with me, you'll murder, me, murder somebody for me. Right. Or yeah. if you don't, if you really were my friend, we'd sleep together. It'd be like, well, right. no, you would laugh. Right. And go, I you're ridiculous. Or I would have been like, yeah. well, obviously that's not true. He was picking very subtle, very nuanced things that the church still has trouble with. Like you're not kind, you're right. not loving, um, you're not yeah. like, you know, gentle, all the fruits of the spirit, basically not right. to mention you're leading me on. And that's not nice to that's my why feelings. Step one has to be know what you actually believe, because if you've got people asking you questions or pushing on a sensitive area that you are not comfortable really talking about yet, because you don't know what you believe you're vulnerable. If you don't know what it is that you believe about Christ, about the Bible, about theology in general, then you're going to be in a place where people can question you and put you on your back foot and make you really uncomfortable. And then you're going to be uh, vulnerable. So number one is find out what you really do believe. Okay. And number two, speak the truth very plainly, clearly, and often, and tell people like this guy, Hey, everything that we talk about is fair game. It's all I can take screenshots. I can record our conversations if I want to. You should not be saying anything to me in text messages that you are not comfortable letting my parents read, letting my sisters read, letting everybody on Facebook and read. And they did. And, and um, I've said that very, very clearly to people I know are trying to corner me in private messages and, and yell at me, you know, criticize me for one thing or another. It's like, hey, I'd be happy to have this conversation with you out in public where other people can weigh in and there are witnesses. So you're not going to take me, you're not going to be texting me all night long, Oy. you know, in a private situation. I'm going to air out everything that we're talking about because I have nothing to hide, but I'm going to call your bluff because I think you know that you do have something to hide. And that's very powerful. I think Megan needs to ask the question that she asked previously. <laughs> I just Do you said, remember it? Megan, I just <laughs> said, everybody needs to tell the truth, take screenshots, talk about ah. what's happening. It was the screen. Okay, so the first, first round of recording this, she said something about taking screenshots of private conversations. And my knee-jerk reaction was, oh, isn't that kind of gossipy to post a private conversation that you have between people on a public space? Yeah. I would disagree just on the first basis that it's not a private conversation. I'm involved in the conversation. It's if you private. didn't, it's private between you two only because they made it. So, well, and it's a good question because that's exactly what somebody like Tabby stalker would say. Mm -hmm. And person who is trying to hide what they're saying is immediately going to accuse you of gossip or something like that. When you go bringing other people uh, for help to come and see. <laughs> yeah. When you invite other people to the conversation, they're immediately going to get upset because they're the ones with things to hide. And so be prepared for that. Be prepared for that accusation. Again, know what you think, because if you're still a little conflicted on that matter, then you need to work it out before you can say with confidence, this is what I believe. 
Um, but I have worked it out, and I believe firmly that I have nothing to hide. And if you're trying to get me to be secretive, you are no different from a creepy old man who's telling little kids that he's abusing, don't tell. Don't tell mommy and daddy. This is just our little secret. I'm trusting you. You'll be a you. gossiper. You're, yeah, I'm, that would be probably not as, as effective with a kid, but they would use a different word other than gossip to try to get you to not talk. And anybody who's trying to gag you is a bad guy. If he was physically tying a handkerchief around your mouth and saying, you can't talk about this, you'd recognize him for being a jerk. But because he uses the word gossip, and we know that there is stuff in the Bible about gossip, we're a little bit more uncomfortable saying, no, that's ridiculous. You can't you can't take my voice away from me. If it's true, if you said a thing, own up to it. And, and, and I have no problem letting other people know what actually took place between the two of us. If you are ashamed of what you said, you owe me an apology. <laughs> if you don't want me to share these screenshots, you should, well, and, oh, you should apologize. And know that it will get worse yeah. at first. Like yeah. when I would finally kind of snap and that would be the thing that he would catch me on is then I would say all this true stuff, but I would be kind of angry and annoyed at this point. He'd be like, well, now you're just angry and annoyed and or now you're gossiping or now you're all these other things. And I would have to take a step back. And it was constantly me trying to put myself in a good Christian perspective and trying to do what was right. And he didn't have to do any of those things. Um, and again, the other part that made it so hard was that after he'd come down from what I would call rages, he would apologize. And again, trying to be a good Christian, I was like, okay, I, f I forgive you. You know, it's, it's all right. We all get angry. All, we all say things we don't mean right. just for him to do it over and over and over and over again. And so I was torn because there was these like half biblical truths of forgive your brother, you know, seven right. times, seven again, times seven. I want Carla to understand that I am not the person, we are not the people who are saying you have to be friends with that guy and you have right. to forgive him. What I'm saying is it's a manipulative person who even uses the term forgiveness in that context or, or pretends right. like Don't hate me. you owe him something, you know, as a Christian, you have to put up with my uh, BS. <laughs> there are children in the room. I'll just say <laughs> BS. Um, you, because that's not what Christian means. So you have to work out what do you believe about forgiveness? What do you believe about grudges? What do you believe about friendship? What do you believe about all kindness. of those things? Kindness and the other fruits of the spirit. Work that out first. And then it's like blinders are taken off. And instead of feeling like you have to fight a battle with both your hands tied behind your back, now you're going to be equipped to actually go out and defend yourself. And sometimes the best defense is a strong offense. Go out on social media and defend yourself in a righteous holy and Christian way that, that involves not having to hide from evil anymore, but confront it head on. Yeah. I just wanted to say, I know we've talked on the podcast before about making decisions, the difficult decisions and learning how you're going to respond to things before you're in the midst of them, before your emotions are, are running on full speed ahead. Uh, because your emotions do make you bias. Your emotions do manipulate you. Your own emotions. You don't even need a, a guy, you know, stalking you for you to, right. to be confused. So if you're right. sitting here and, and doing exactly as they're recommending, where it's decide what you believe now before you're having to defend it. Right. Because they're counting on you having an emotional reaction to being called a bad Christian. Mm -hmm. They're counting on you feeling bad, feeling guilty, feeling conflicted at least. Um, they, they, at the very least, they want to put you on that back foot in a <laughs> defensive situation. 
Um, and so if they're making accusations, that's taking shots at you. They're, they're mm-hmm. throwing punches. And you, um, in order to deflect a verbal punch like that, you need to know what you believe because that will keep you from getting knocked out before you even have the chance to respond. And so, yeah, go ahead, Marley. And you may have a moment where you unfollow someone because you you do it in anger and then you realize later that you need to be humbled and you have to follow them back because that <laughs> happened to me fairly recently. Somebody posted something and I was just like, it outraged me and I unfollowed them and I shared all these things about that particular post and I was like, hmm, yeah. I need to follow them back. And I almost messaged her too to just be like, I unfollowed you. I unfollowed you, and I'm sorry. And I shouldn't have. <laughs> I didn't, sorry, but you, I almost did. Because I'll I, tell you why. I almost did. Because, because there are two options here. Either you can't take hearing other people speak because you're worried that what they're saying is true. That's, mm-hmm. that's usually what it is. Usually yeah. the reason we feel like we need to unfollow somebody is because there's so much stress and we're this so overwhelmed. This wasn't that case, but yes, I agree. But yeah, you just get... It's an emotional decision in that right. case because you get so frustrated and... Really, Christianity is a robust worldview. It's a it's an ancient system of belief that that is strong and and has withstood the test of time. And there's if you understand it correctly and if you ask God for wisdom, you have the ability to really stand strong against all sorts of, you know, spiritual attacks like this. But I think a lot of people feel like they need to protect their version of Jesus or their version of Christianity because it's so easy to shatter it. And my mm. perspective is if your Christianity is that, that fragile, yeah. if you need to block people from talking because you're afraid that they're going to tear down your beliefs, I feel like that, that's not a good situation to be in. You've, you're protecting a glass idol, and it would be much better if you strengthen your beliefs. Yeah. You know, go to this Go to the gym class, so to speak, and, and strengthen those muscles so that you don't feel intimidated by people's lies anymore because you can withstand the lies. The truth is going to be stronger than the lies in the end. And I, I mean, I can attest that through. <laughs> we have a chicken amongst us. Um, like, now he just stuck his whole finger in his peanut butter sandwich. Mm, peanut sweating. butter. But I can attest that I think when you kind of put your nose to the grindstone to figure out what your beliefs are, that you can kind of, if you have a group like this, I will say is very helpful for people that will feed you truth and lead you to different places, different resources, that you can figure that out fairly quickly. It doesn't right. take as long as one might think because it's taken me right. no time. And it, it does take humility because there are going to be cases where a person like stalker boy are right about something. I mean, there are going to be times where they accidentally say something there's some truth to, like, you just want to please people all the time. You're a people pleaser. Or you've been leading me on, and we've talked about this before. It wasn't that Tabby was intentionally leading him on, but in a way, she was sending him mixed signals unintentionally Mm -hmm. because... Um, she wasn't really sure what she believed. So she would get, she would sort of get brave and she'd say, enough, we're done. But then she'd take that back. Yeah. And it was that inconsistency that was confusing. He was so persuasive. So, so there is, sometimes there's going to be criticism you actually have to accept because it turns out that they're right about some small thing. Yeah. And if you care about the truth, you're going to have to accept that, um, accept that, that criticism. Well, they it, have to be right sometimes. They have to be right sometimes. Otherwise, again, you would just see your way right through it. If somebody yeah. is so yeah. extreme, never right, says horrible things that you know are not true, you right. just laugh them off. The person who's hard 
is somebody who, yeah, has kernels of truth or pockets of truth or, you know. Yeah. Or yeah. gives you Bible verses back that make you. Make you think. Make yeah. you think And I, it's totally fair to say to a person, whoever they are, hmm, I haven't thought about that. That's interesting. I'm going to have to look into that a little bit more. Again, just being, just being truthful. Right. Acknowledging the fact that you you don't know. Right. And it's okay. And we need to have that humbling sometimes. Like there are moments where we just have to accept that wow, that did make me think I yeah, hadn't I didn't know. Or I just, I just haven't thought about it mm-hmm. yet. I'm not saying you're right per se. I just don't know yet. And that would be the truth in that situation. But we also should know very clearly what we think about a person who says, you have to treat me the way that I want to be treated or else you're not loving. If a person pulls that crap, if some guy is texting me in the middle of the night saying, uh, you know, I, you and I could probably be together. I'm better than that guy that you're engaged to. That would be literally the end of the conversation. I don't care what else you're right about. I don't care what you may know about which fruits of the spirit I do need to work on. It's irrelevant because what you're saying will not be tolerated, period, full stop. Yeah. Again, (laughs) again, I am grateful. It was a good practice run. I wasn't in any danger. It wasn't like, this was not a, a, even like a hard lesson to learn. It took a while, took a long time, but I'm happy it happened because I've actually had people come back to me as the tabby I am now, the hateful tabby, and and say like these exact same things and I recognize them and I go, oh, that's cute. Like, you don't think I'm loving? I've been told that before. You know, I was trying to be loving. When I was trying to be loving, yeah. You know, it would really trigger them too. A lot of times they're mean girls on social media and it would trigger them if you said, hey, I recognize this. I had an abusive boyfriend once. Like, yeah. oh man, that would light their hair on fire. But again, it's the truth. Yeah. The truth is I recognize this behavior when it comes from you because I've seen it from abusive men. Who made it past. much more plain. Yeah, and I so I'm familiar with it. I've, I've been down this road before. I think a good follow-up episode at some point, maybe not next time, was just like talking how talking about how to talk to people yes. in social media settings. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack. Oh, so many arbitrary I would love rules. To, honestly, teaching specifically women, but anybody who's interested, teaching them how to engage in uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram settings, mm-hmm. I think is super valuable because, like Tabby said, the only real advice you're getting from Christians these days is retreat. Retreat, retreat, retreat. The good and loving thing to do is to try to ignore it. And as Tabby also said. Or stop talking. It makes it worse. Yeah. Right. Not just ignore it, but like you actually need to go and apologize. It would be like telling me, yes, I do need to go back to him and say, hey, remember all those years ago? I'm sorry that I treated you that, that I made you feel those things. That's what we're doing now to people who are obviously in the wrong and are bullying Christians. You know, you're not loving. This is why, this is why people are leaving the church and we're expected to go and apologize. I mean, the more outrageous they are in their bullying, the more they say, oh wow, Tabby, what did you do to deserve that? Yeah. Like, you must have really been bad to him for him to say that you were ugly. Like, yeah. <laughs> what did you say to him? It's like, does it matter? He's yeah. telling me I have cult mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And so that would be, that would be a great episode to mm-hmm. just kind of, we could even take some um, real life situations, mm-hmm. you know, again, screenshots. I am not them. ashamed got of mine. the fact that I am the screenshot queen. If you're having conversations with me on social media and it's an, uh, a struggle. I am probably documenting it 
and sharing it with either my blog readers or the podcast listeners, or certainly the people in my own family for their benefit, because True. you can learn from and this. And Carla, the list of people that have blocked Mandy is probably longer than the list of her friends on Facebook. <laughs> the longer list than of mine. people who have blocked me is certainly longer than the list of the people that I have blocked, because that list is zero. <laughs> The yeah. list of people that have blocked Mandy is definitely more than we're at like her wedding. Yeah. <laughs> that could be. Or come to her birthdays. That could be true. There's I don't probably even more know. people that hate you than I probably, they love you. I probably don't even know about most of them. I know Jen Hatmaker blocked me. I know that two well of done. my old youth ministers have blocked me and one of their wives. Uh, yeah, I, a college professor. He may not have blocked me. He may have just unfriended me. Um, See, I almost feel like I'm sitting at the seat of a, of a Sifu, you know what that means, <laughs> of a master. Like, I've only been blocked once, and I'm actually a little bit disappointed. Congratulations. Oh, wait, Thank why you. are you disappointed about that? Because it's only one, and you're at like a thousand. Yeah, but if you had gotten, if it, it depends on how, like, the caliber of the person who blocks you. Because if it had been the guy who was stalking you in college, that would be like level 100. Yeah, that would oh, be so I get more points based on who it is? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, like I'm most well. proud of the Jen Hatmaker blocking. And so if you had one Jen Hatmaker, it would equal like at least 10 of the people on my list. Can we also just circumvent that anybody who's already mad at us is going to hear this podcast <laughs> and just use it to say, well, look how awful they are. They're literally bragging about how yep. many people hate them. Yep. And it's not going to circumvent that at all because I've already thought about what I believe in that department and I am not vulnerable to okay, that criticism. I'm just pointing it out. So that way they know we know it sounds horrible. It's not. <laughs> but the point is that the people blocking you, it's it's more about them. It's not actually about you. Right. Because yeah. if all you've done is ask questions, if all you've done is share your beliefs, yep, that's it. Truth. That's all you've done. Yeah, or well, actual you shared some truth, truth and, and your beliefs and your set of standards, and they're right. like, oh, I can't handle that. I'm blocking you. That's on them. Right. Well, And they, they don't actually stop thinking about you. I have actual mm -hmm. confirmation that the only person who has ever blocked me brought me up the other day and I was smiling. I was like, really? Yep. They Wait, did? They were they mad at you? you? Out of their yeah. head. Were yeah. they like talking crap about yeah. you? And I was like, <laughs> and I just giggled and I was like, that's actually nice to hear. Well, <laughs> I, I think it's funny because I always welcome dialogue. Like whenever yeah. I post anything on social media, typically it's a private message, which we've already had that discussion. We'd rather it be in public, but I always respond to what they've sent me and I don't ever hear anything back. It's, it's just so, not always, but in too recent. Really? You've never had, there's been, you've been, never gone head to head in a private message. I have. Yeah. But recently the one who sent me something about abortion, I responded. She never replied back. And then, really? the, huh. and then the one that had was basically telling me it was also about abortion is a very sensitive topic, Carla. Um, but the, the other girl was mad and remember the, the original one that had reached out to me and was. I'm just surprised that they haven't, about. they didn't respond to your message. Well, and I have a different policy than Marla too. Not that it's the only, the right way to do it, but I do not talk to people in private messages. If they're coming at me with a criticism, I always say, okay, I invite you to make this a public well, conversation. You, you kind of have to. I'm assuming it was Instagram. You kind of have to in Instagram. Yeah. Insta oh. Well, okay. So one person had seen my um, AOC rant about how she had talked about um, things uh -oh. with abortion that were, that were dumb. And I broke down her whole quote and the person reached out to me on Facebook and sent me a link to somebody else's Facebook post. 
So I think in order to send me that, she had to send it to me on Facebook. Yeah. So it was like and a cross platform. Well, yeah. what we have, we're so over, okay, over I can, 30. I can wrap it up for you. I can totally recommend Mandy's seafood course, uh, because it has taught me a lot and it has, and it has changed me. It's helped me. She's helped me think through a lot of things. I've spent a lot of time actually mad at Mandy myself. <laughs> and I can handle it. For a lot of things that I, I was like, have. you're just the worst. Um, but now I am no longer wrecked by the idea of people telling me that I'm unkind or unloving. You know, I had that person and a, and a person I care about block me on Facebook and it didn't, it didn't bother me. Um, and so I think that's what we're all trying to get to. We're all trying to be the person who's okay. It's not fun. We don't want to be told these things. It's not like we're like, Oh yeah, somebody dislikes us. Um, even though it sounds like that. Yeah. Um, it's just that it doesn't, we don't really lose sleep over it. No, be the person who is being blocked. Not the person who feels like they have to block Yeah. because you shouldn't be afraid of untruths. You should be able to confront them head on. And if it turns out the person is saying something true, well, then you've got an opportunity to make an adjustment. If it turns out they're saying something not true, you don't have to lose sleep over it. That's all we're saying. It's a, it's a strength and it's a superpower to be able to engage on social media without feeling like you've got to hide from people. Just, just speak the truth and the people, the darkness will flee in front of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's all we're saying. I think it's going to fade in with our music here. Okay. Yep. All right. Say your goodbyes, everyone. Bye. Hey, follow us on Instagram, Four Sisters, One Savior. Or block us. It's New That's World. coming up, too. I'll push the little button, too. Okay. You want to know where to block us? <laughs> block us on Instagram, Carla. Bye. Thanks for joining us for Just Because I Love You Day. You can find us on Facebook when you search Just Because I Love You Podcast or on MeWe in the group Four Sisters Birth and Motherhood Counseling and Instagram at Four Sisters One Savior. Those are numerals, not words. Four Sisters One Savior. See you next time.